Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week we covered 1981's Bloody Birthday. 1970. Three children were born during a total eclipse of the sun. Now, ten years later, they share a terrible compulsion to kill, and no one can stop them. If they decide they don't like you, watch out. The children will stop at nothing to get a deadly murder weapon. And anyone can be their victim. No one is safe. Not even their families can escape. Holy shit! This is the first time we've both seen this movie, and it is... I'm speechless. Yeah, this is a crazy fucking movie. Uh, I saw this box on the video store for years, but I never really picked it up and looked at it, and I regret that now. I wish I'd seen it much sooner. It's, uh, it was filmed in California, in the U.S. of A. Yeah. I thought it was a foreign film. Because they definitely would not make that. If people are like freaking out about the Monster Squad, you know, oh, that's not a movie that could be made, remade today. Like they would totally have to remake that movie, like literally remake it. It couldn't be like an exact, you know, remake. There's no way anyone would touch this movie now. I'm surprised they didn't just like burn every copy of the movie. (laughs) Uh, It's considered to be slasher horror. And the synopsis are three children are born during a solar eclipse and on their 10th birthday they fucking go on a murderous rampage and boy do they ever they do some crazy shit in this movie i you know it starts off it looks like it's just going to be kind of a average little you know eh, you know it might be scary might be creepy or something like that but no they go full bore fucking nuts in this movie i was loving it well we we have recognizable and unrecognizable faces. Depends on how many 80s movies you watched and <laughs> if you watched a lot of MTV. For me, and we only knew this after the fact, uh, Julie Brown from MTV is on there. She plays one of the the sister of Debbie, who's one of the children. The solar murder eclipse, kids, we'll call them. <laughs> murder kids. One of the murder kids, uh, Beverly. She plays Beverly. She's like the sexy, you know, sister. We'll get into that in a sec. Uh, and then there's that dude from from American Ninja himself, Michael Dudikoff, with the you know the simultaneously the worst best name ever because he's the dude, he's Dudikoff. Wow. Uh, Timmy Russell's playing KC, who is the sister. I mean, I'm sorry, is one of the good. He's a little good kid. At the beginning, they kind of try to throw you off and they make it seem like he's a bad kid, but he's actually a good kid. He has a sister named Joyce. Um, Billy Jane plays Curtis, and then you have Elizabeth Hoy playing uh, Debbie Brody. She's the little girl. Um, the kids' weapon of choice. Let's just throw this out there. Let's just—I'm gonna just go right into it and tell you what these kids use. I was a little shook that they actually had weapons of choice because they use them. Well, two of them use them throughout the movie to kill <laughs> their people. Uh, Debbie, she is taking jump roping to a whole new level. She uses a jump rope. To murder her, you know, assailant. I don't want to say assailants, but her, her killers, victims. her victims. There you go. Thank you. That's the correct word. Then you have Curtis. He uses a gun, 
Yeah, he he's a trigger man. And then, and I really realized this. We watched this a couple of days ago, and I realized this actually today. Uh, then you have Steven, who uses a knife, but only at the end. He doesn't do shit in this movie. It's like this other kid is just helping them. He doesn't go out and have like kills on his own. I would say Curtis is the one to have the most kills like on his own where he's actively going out to yeah. kill. He was the fucking actual like nutto. I, maybe he was the first one. Like as soon as like the eclipse happened, like the second it was completely eclipsed, maybe he was the first one to come out because they don't, they show you like the people going to the hospital kind of. <laughs> and then you get the montage of just like the hospital with the eclipse happening in the background and then the baby's Push, crying. push. <laughs> yeah. And then the babies are all here, and then it's 10 years later. Yes. And this is not like, you know, Harry Potter, oh, you're 11, going to Hogwarts. It's like, oh, you're 10, now you're a fucking murderer. Because I was like, why? They never explain. If your person needs explanation, okay? No, there's not going to be like the fucking nerdy girl, you know, friend that's going to go to the library. Well, they, they kind of do. Okay, Joyce kind of does. <laughs> she's into astrology because, you know, in the 70s and shit, even though this movie is 81, so technically it's still the 70s. Um, You know, people are really into astrology at this time and she's talking about, but she doesn't really like whip out the book. She kind of is like, eh, this girl's a little weird because, you know, some crazy shit happened when she was born. And they kind of go into like, the fact that these kids are missing something which i would say they're they're sociopaths they have no emotion like they don't know anything they don't care about anyone even though they fake emotion and it's creepy as fuck i'm sorry for all you people out there that have blonde hair children or you're like naturally blonde yourself but you can't help when I see a blonde little girl, I'm fucking scared. I'm like, this bitch gonna kill me. She got a ghost with her. There's <laughs> something wrong with her. She's. It's never good in the horror movies when there's a little blonde girl. Yeah, that never works out. And especially if you see a group of little blonde kids, you better just get in the fucking car and leave right then. Village of the Damned? No, thank you. That's not gonna be a thing. So the movie opens up. Well, after the birth. Oh, after the birth. Fine, yes. After the birth, which who cares about that? Let's go to the titties. That's where everyone... There's tons of titties in this film. There's at least six breasts that are shown. And that's obviously not like a Total Recall thing. It's like three breasts. It's like two, two, and two. (laughs) Three girls are... There's there's no four-breasted woman in this one. (laughs) There's no no four-breasted woman. Uh, This couple's making out in a cemetery, okay? Up against a tree. And I... This no, is, no, it's up against a grave. Oh, is it up against a? I yeah, thought, up no, against a grave. I thought it was no, because they moved from the tree to an open grave. An open grave. They That's later. It, yeah, it's it's not why I say a grave. It's a gravestone. It's a fine. It's a tombstone. I thought it was a tree. Nevertheless, they're in and the cemetery. She's a little uncomfortable out. because you know her shirt's already open. The boobs are out. He's moving. Down it is a south, brisk fall day. And. She's like, no, not out here. And he's like, okay, so you want to just hop in this open grave and fuck? No, She's like, you can't. No, yeah, that's great. I'm going to have to stop you right there, Shad. You can't just fucking skip over the magical line that he throws in, in between this. You, you just totally just what I wrote it down. Okay, I wrote it down because I had to okay. write it down. I've never heard anything like this. This was freaking great. Whoever wrote this line, you're, I have things to talk to you about. He puts her hand, her, he put his hand on her knee and says, this is the ambulance. Tell me when to stop. 
And then he says, he goes up her leg. Okay. And he's, and she, she's like, Oh, excuse me. Ambulances stop. Uh, don't they stop at red lights? And he says, ambulances don't stop for red lights. And then he goes further into her panties. OMG. What the f- <laughs> What? what? No, was, he said, say red light. And then when she said red light, that's when he was oh, like... Oh, he was, he was going to stop. That's right. Yeah, that's gonna, right. And then he, that's when he said, oh, no, ambulances don't stop at red lights and just kept on going. Yeah, what a fucker. Right? What the... Was he a fucker or was he smooth? Because she hopped in the grave with him. She did. She and I, I have here, quote unquote, grave sex. So there's grave sex. Well, they're starting to get it on. You know, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's soft in there, you know, because it's... There's no dead body, so that's good. You know, if he was into the necrophilia thing, that would be kind of weird. Like, oh, I want to do this. No. And then the first murder occurs where there's a rope. And you don't really know. There's a little clue in the end. But a rope chokes, you know, the girl out. And then just from nowhere, a shovel just comes down and whacks the guy in the head a couple of times until he's out. And then just you see the dirt coming down on him. And then they zoom in to a long piece of wood and then after i was like oh shit that's from jump rope handle like that's yep. a jump rope handle <laughs> that was uh, what's her name debbie strangling everybody with the jump rope but what i love is the cops in this movie they're not like the cops in other movies where they're like oh we found a jump rope on there it's probably not kids or anything we'll just keep investigating and assume it's a serial drifter or something not these cops they go straight to like the elementary school and they're like so, uh, did any of you fucking kids happen to strangle any bitches at the cemetery last night? Because we found a jump rope there, and we'd like to know if it belongs to one of you. And then, of course, they're just like, I don't know. I, I was up past my bedtime. Everybody just acts like they don't know what's going on. But I love the cops. They didn't fuck around. They went straight to the elementary school, and they're like, one of these little shits did it. <laughs> now, let me let me say again. Or it might have been an elementary school, because back then, there's like the school. Did you say middle school? Or yeah, I don't remember. I think it's when I said elementary. They're 10. This is not like, oh, we're obviously, this is like a whole, another horror movie where the cops are investigating. They're like, the kids are in their teens, you know, whatever. They're fucking 10 years old. They have a, like a curfew. Like you're in bed by like 7, 30, 8 o'clock. You're not going around murdering, you know, fucking teens in a damn grave in a cemetery. Oh, but they are. Well, well th- these, these kids were. And spoiler alert, Debbie and Beverly, because they're sisters, they are the kids of the sheriff. Boom. Drop the fucking mic. Of course they fucking are. And this little bitch, okay? This this is what tells you Debbie had no emotion. Like, how the hell could she do this? She literally lured her father out in broad daylight, mind you. She shows him the jump rope, right? Hands it to him that's missing the the handle. And he's like, where, where did you get this? And then he gets murdered. Yep. They whack him on the head with the shovel and they whack him a few more times and make it look like he slipped on a skateboard coming down the steps. Only because they got caught because here comes KC, the little neighborhood friend that comes over to play. And he's like, what? What's what's, what's wrong with him? And he gets caught. And let me tell you, Debbie, they should have just given her a fucking Academy Award. This girl's face is like this motherfucker fuck my shit up i hate this dude i'm gonna get him like you know every time when she's gonna kill somebody she's like well besides the fact that she also has a kill book 
Like she has a scrapbook with like the newspaper clippings of the people that she wants to kill and is going to kill. Yeah, as soon as you see the scene where like they lay, or I mean, I'm past killed. I mean, they go to the uh, the teacher and they're like, "Hey, so it's our birthday on Monday, and we'd really appreciate if you'd excuse us from the homework." And the teacher's like, "Um, excuse me, no, you're gonna do your homework just like everyone else." And the kids are all the smiling, like, "Okay, that's fine." Murder, dead. They're gonna murder her. And let me tell you, she, but because she, she didn't have to say this because she was trifling. Teacher was trifling. I'm saying she deserved to die. She was like, You think because you were all born in the same day, that makes you special? She specifically said that. That just triggered them. Uh, well, they already had planned to kill her. If, I feel like if she said yes, they were still going to kill her because they really didn't like her. Because the teacher, you know, she was, she was a typical that teacher, teacher. She was that teacher that when the bell rang, she's like, ah, no. You don't get to leave when the bell leaves. You get to leave when the bell is my signal to dismiss you. And now I will decide when to dismiss you. She's one of those. Also, Debbie, entrepreneur. Okay. She's like, um, the boys bring the milkshakes to the yard. No. You know what brings that? Me. Come over to my house where I have strategically put a little hole in my closet. Okay. That looks into my sister's room and you're going to pee me. And I feel like she was way, I mean, I guess back in 1981, this was a lot of money, but she was literally just asking for like quarters and freaking dimes and nickels. It was a quarter of peep. A quarter of peep. That's way too low. If you're seeing a girl and she's in her titties and there's muff out or the whole body's out, she's dancing. Yep. That's a show. Okay. That's a show. You can easily charge those kids a dollar a piece. They would have paid the dollar. They would have yeah. paid the dollar. So she's got all the little boys coming over to look in the, you know, peep on her sister. So you know there's something not quite right about her. And Julie Brown is just dancing around, you know, oh, dancing yeah, with a feather boa. I mean, it's a show. There's a feather boa involved. Yes, once the feather boas come out, you know they're putting on a good show. Yeah, there's, there's, she's dancing around and whatever. Then it's time to get dressed because, you know, she has places to go. She's not going to be dancing around naked the whole time. Then she's like, you know what? I'm butt naked. I'm just going to fucking put my, you know, high rise jeans on and my fucking sweater and leave. She's not wearing fucking any underwear or anything. I was like, what is this? Is this a thing that women do? Like, who is this woman that's going out? I understand. Can I just say, too, that these jeans like buttoned right underneath her boobs, too? They were so high up, like (laughs) like her boobs kind of set on the waist of the jeans. They were the high waist Jordache jeans. Yeah, they were definitely high waist. (laughs) Yeah, I I really was, that really took me back when she was not wearing anything under her clothes. It was just like, "Mm, no. And of course, she's super naughty. And of course, her dad. I feel like always the cop's daughter is always a hoe. Is that? That's always the thing, you know. It's always going to be that. And it's the preacher's daughter, too. It's always going to be, she's always going to be a sluttin' around town if it's the preacher's daughter or the sheriff's daughter. Oh, there's so many kill scenes. These kids have no, like, there's a graveyard kill scene. Then they lure the daddy. They killed him. Then there's the the junkyard scene where they lure Casey over. First of all, who's like, hey, uh, ring, 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 pick up the phone. Let's go play in the junkyard. And the kids are like, yay, let's go in the junkyard. It was the 80s. You could just go do shit like that back then. You want to go hang out in the junkyard? Fine. You want to go hang out in the abandoned light bulb factory? That's cool. I guess because they're boys. Like, Debbie wasn't there. Or she if she was there, she was there for five seconds. It was... Uh, she was there, but she ran off pretty quick. Yeah, because no girl wants to play in a dirty-ass junkyard. It's dirty. It's hot. There's, like, 
dirt everywhere. That's disgusting. But there's a chance to murder people, so you know Debbie was going to be there. Yeah, they did the good old, I'm going to lock you in the in the old, you know, 60s refrigerator. Yeah, so they lock Casey in there and just leave you, and they're like, well, guess he's going to die. Yeah, thank, it really gave me anxiety, because I was like, oh no, he's going to die? Come on. He's a good guy. He can't die. And let me tell you, that mofo was MacGyver, okay? He had all kinds of shit to fucking survive. He had like a little, his, uh, a, a pencil, which I guess that was a thing you told me, like a pencil or a pen that had like a little, it was like a light with like an eraser on the top. What the hell no, is that? No, he, he had two different things. He had like a little toy light. It was like a little ghost or something on it. And he took the end of it off that had the little plastic ghost and then just used it as a flashlight. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like what? what it's what? just a toy. Okay. They still sell those things. Like, you know, when you go to Walgreens or Walmart and they have those little flashlight things that you squeeze and the ghost lights up or a Santa lights up. He just twisted the, the Santa part off of it or whatever it was. Yeah, he had that and he used his watch. He, he was using all kinds of things. Yeah, he got out. But he got out, though. He got out. Thank goodness that he got out because it was just way too much. Now, meanwhile, the kids have replaced the replica that they have. They have a replica gun that looks just like the sheriff's. They have taken the replica... And replaced it with the sheriff's real gun. And then they go to school. And, of course, you see the teacher and you know, oh, this is bad. But what was his name? The one that used the gun all the time. His name is Curtis. Curtis. Curtis is just in the closet. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. No. That was, it was the other kid. No, it was the other, Stephen. That's right. It was Stephen this time. He, he did do some stuff. He just varied his weapons up a little bit. He didn't have quite the same style that the others did. So Stephen hides in the closet, just waits for the teacher to turn her back, and then just shoots her in the spine. Then they just clean up a little bit of the area, and hey, you know, there's it's a, you know the art class, so when there's some red around, no one pays any attention to it, and they just stow her in the closet. Yeah, I that scene was like it was too much. They're killing people in the school now, like. But I did love when Casey gets back to school. And he sees Curtis there, and Curtis is like, who's the one that locked him in the fridge? And he's like, oh, hey, you got out. Cool, good for you. Did you like my little prank? And Casey's like, yeah, I did. And just punches him square in the face, and then just knocks him down on the ground, gets on top of him, and just starts beating the shit out of that kid. I was like, all right. He did not take that laying down. He's just kicking his ass all over the schoolyard. And because Casey has seen some stuff, he's been a vic- He's almost been a victim of one of theirs. They decide that they're gonna go. Let me tell you, these kids are not like dumbass kids. They're very. They're, they plot. They they do all kinds of fucking schemes. Like they're very much involved in what they're doing and. They uh, try to pin the murder on Casey, and then he's a suspect. Now, what is your favorite kill scene? Because we've named the other two, but there's some other there's some other ones still pending. Okay, my favorite is when just randomly at night, Curtis just takes the gun and goes out, and is like, "Oh, there's a van parked on the side of the road over here. Let's see what's going on in here." He looks in. Oh, it's a couple. It's a hippie couple, and they're naked in the back having sex. Well, I'm just going to watch for a little while. All right. Then he just goes and opens the back door of the van, hops up inside, and just blows him away with the gun. Shoots each of them like three times, like right in the head and the chest. Yeah, he's a mini David Berkowitz, which that happened like, what, 76? So it was like it had been like five years since that actual event where he was going around killing the people. That was earlier than that, but still, it hadn't been that long. 
But yeah, he and he they show his face and they're like looking like, oh my god. Like he's just like, yeah, yeah. It's like they just told him that it's gonna get free ice cream for the rest of his life. He's just so excited to be murdering these people. Yeah, he's and let me tell you, I'm gonna give you a little description. He's wearing the old eighties glasses, okay? Like eighties, like big old rimmed glasses. Then he also has a members only jacket. Like it's that members only style, you know the tan jacket and yep. it's kind of like like the douchebag way to wear it where it's like zipped up like three inches yeah then the collar is like turned up yeah oh my goodness he just and he's 10 like he and this, already <laughs> and this gun he's using when i say he took the sheriff's gun I should mention the sheriff is not carrying a 38 or anything like that the sheriff is using like a 357 magnum Okay, he's got a ginormous gun, and it just looks like when this kid fires it, it's going to like knock him over. But he knows how to hold it, and he stays steady when he's murdering these people. The frustrating part of the movie for me was the birthday part, where they're going to celebrate their birthday, um, you know, all together, because obviously they were all born on the same day. And there's three uh, sheet cakes laying out, and... On top of the counter in the kitchen were the homemade cakes, okay? They didn't go to Publix to buy these cakes. No one's going to Rite Aid. No one's doing, like, any of that. It's homemade cakes. There is rat poison and, like, cleaning supplies, like, Clorox, like, cleaning supplies on top of the counter by the cake mixing items. <laughs> what the fuck is that about? Like, even, if the, even if you didn't have kids that were psychopaths in the area, who keeps the rat poison right next to the vanilla? It's, it was on top of the counter, like it was part of the ingredients, which I, it was like, would it have taken too much for to direct the kid to open the bottom of the cabinet to pull the rat poison out? I guess it was too much. They were like, no, we got to keep that on the counter accessible. Let's just go shoot, you know, action. Yeah, it's, like, it's it. like you open up your spice cabinet and in the spice cabinet is the rat poison just mixed in with all the others in a small jar that says rat poison in tiny letters on it. That, that's what it looked like. No, and you're was, just waiting for someone to get sick and die. No, it was like thing. rat. Like the font was like fucking sixteen font, like rat poison. Like <laughs> it was. They was not trying to hide the fact that it was rat poison. It was like no, and that's like a whole setup scene, you know. But that just part just frustrated me. Debbie killed like half of her family. Okay, she killed the sister. She killed. Well, we missed that part. We haven't got to that yet. Well, I know, but we're. I mean. You know, where that part didn't hasn't happened yet. I'm just saying she's murderous. Like, she killed... I felt like she only kept the mom alive because what's going to happen to her after? She probably knew the foster care system wasn't good and she didn't want to delve into that. Yeah. So we're just going to keep her alive. But how do you kill, like, your father and your sister? Well, first of all, how do you kill either one of them? But damn, cold-blooded. <laughs> Super yeah, cold-blooded. when her sister finds the murder book... She kills her in one of the weirdest ways possible. Like, at this point, the sister has found out there's a peephole in the room. So, the sister, Debbie, she just goes into her closet and starts tapping on the, like, underneath the hole with the arrow she has. By the way, she has a bow and arrow in her room, and the arrows have actual hunting tips on them. Who gives your 10-year-old daughter hunting-tipped arrows? The same person that gives a 10-year-old kid their first gun. Yeah. The same person. So when Julie Brown comes up and puts her eye like right up next to the hole to look in and see what's going on, she just pops the arrow up and fires the bow right into her eye. 
Then calls the other two kids over. They just carry her out back in a sheet and just fling her out by the alley like the garbage. They put it was her fucking crazy in the garbage. Like I thought it was like student bodies where they fucking just had like the there's like a scene where they just have like the the bodies like in the garbage like can or whatever. They put them. Well, actually, it was on top of the bed where they put like the garbage. They put them in the garbage bags and like zip them up. And the mom comes home and she opens the garbage bag. Oh my! But yeah, so they just throw the sister out with the garbage. And and then cut scene next like cut scene we're in a funeral mom's like fucking crying she's like my baby I love you so much how about I live without you and there goes you know Debbie just like yeah mm-hmm. that's yep that happened she's dead she's yeah. a, she was a hoe anyways because she she had this total disregard for her sister she was just like whatever I'm like yeah whatever moving on let me just go remake my murder book that mom took away from me and had burned I'll just make that again because. Eh, no, newspapers were cheap. You know, no one believed this poor, uh, this Joyce and Casey, you know, he, he was a suspect to the freaking end. Like, the cop was the worst. Like, whoever, the cop that took over, like, just no investigation, just... He just... was like Barney Fife, but without any desire to solve the case. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're the killer. And we haven't mentioned all the stuff that goes on in this, because some of it we want to keep just as a surprise, but there's some crazy shit in here. These kids do some insane things, and like I said, I can never see them remaking this movie, because no. it's just too crazy. It's not like one of those movies where there's a cutaway after the kids do something, or... You know... The cats are playing. Yeah, the cats are, are out per, per usual. Layla and Tabby have joined the podcast. Um, but there's a cutaway where the kids do things or, you know, an adult steps in and stands in for the kid and the kid's like on the sidelines watching like the mayhem happen or whatever and then comes back and acts like the rest of the place. Like, no, these kids are actively doing these things. That's why I thought it was a foreign film. I would have thought it was like a Canadian film or, you know, whatever. Not USA. Like, that really, like, wow. that These kids were really, like, doing Because you see Debbie strangle a few people. And you see Curtis shoot several. Steven's coming at him with a knife. He's like a little mini Michael Myers trying to kick the door in and come at him with a knife. It's intense. It is very intense. I was like, ah, like half of the movie because I could not believe that this was actually happening. And, you know, I'm surprised I actually hadn't seen the movie. Yeah, like I said, this one just missed me. Now, I've always seen the box, but... I didn't catch on that it was about kids murdering. I just assumed it was another one of those, like, oh, another 80s slasher thing. And I just never picked it up. I, I saw it, but just never picked it up. Yeah, I would say um, Prom Night is kind of, you know, I would say, I'm not saying tied, but it, this movie kind of reminded me of Prom, like the beginning of Prom Night, because it's all the kids playing hide and go seek or whatever, and then one of them gets thrown out the window. Like, yeah. that whole, like, kids getting together and doing fucked up shit. I know there's other, like, that weird movie you've been trying to get me to watch where the kids are, like, r- running the island and they're killing people. Uh, yeah, the Who Can Murder a Child. Yeah, that, like, wow. That's way too much, I feel like. My, I don't know if I'd see this again. It was a lot. I mean, it was a lot. And supposedly this was supposed to be way gorier than what we saw like there they had to cut out so much of the film because it was just way more gruesome i can't even imagine it being more gruesome than what it is the fact that the kids are actually doing it and they're not like i said if they're like you know 15 whatever whatever i'm not saying it's right 
but they're 10. Like, these are not, like, 25-year-olds, 15-year-olds. Yeah, that's, that's what makes it so creepy to me is because you're actually seeing them do it. And you're like, wow, you know, I always knew kids were little shits, but now I know exactly how far they'll go. And, you know, this also proves, like, the love for your child. Like, what would you do? There's, like, a new TV show with Brian Cranston that's coming out where, like, his son, like, commits a murder. He's, like, a judge. I think it's, like, uh, I don't know if it's in Peacock or HBO or Showtime, one of those. And he's, like, going to go out of his way to, like, cover up. He's a judge. He's going to, like, help his son get out of this murder. And it's, like, what would you do if you were in that scenario? Because... These, they're not, the kids are not even trying to hide the facts, <laughs> especially like in the end. Now, the end of the, close to the end of the film, the little girl, Debbie comes over to Joyce's house, okay? They've already, there's already been like strife between like the kids and Joyce and Casey, right? She's going to come over and ask like, hey, can you babysit us and come over to my house? No, bitch, I'm not coming over to your house. You may be a murderer. Like, if not, if you're not the murderer, the other kid for sure is psycho. Like, Curtis is a freaking maniac. I'm not, because she, Joyce had a whole interaction at the birthday party. I'm not going over to babysit anyone. I'm sorry. My coins are going to stay in. I don't need them coins. I could just save up and, you know, take yeah, care see, of another kid. She hadn't seen Debbie do anything. They'd only, at that point, they had only seen Curtis. And the one time that they saw Debbie, like it was something, it was like she was acting like she was trying to put a stop to it. She knows that Debbie, Curtis, and Steven were all born in the solar eclipse during the solar eclipse and that there's something wrong with them. Like they're missing something. She's all into the astrology. She should have put two and two together. If something's not right with Curtis, then I mean, I'm not really good at math, but I'm going to say maybe something's also not right with Debbie. <laughs> and when a fair, like blonde haired, like fair skinned, you know, light eyed child, okay is coming towards me and asking me to come over to her house to babysit and the mom didn't call me because it's the 80s the moms call the other moms hey can so-and-so come over for a play date hey can you babysit so-and-so you know whatever no the kid never freaking comes out and asks you know the babysitter to come babysit them that wasn't the norm that was already weird there was a lot of red flags is what i'm trying to say (laughs) no no so it becomes murder time at the house. And there's like a whole crazy, the end scene is just like, people, they're getting shot, they're running around, people are getting stabbed, like they're getting there's choked There's arrows out. being fly, you know, flying through the hole in the wall at him. It's fucking nuts. And like Shad said, how the hell do you explain this when the mom comes home? Because it's not like she went out to like a date. She's a widow, okay? She's still crying about the death of her husband. That happened like two weeks ago. Like she's she just went out to probably get some fucking like, you know, cake mix or something, some you know, Duncan Hines. She's she's not going to the disco. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna be back real soon. Um, so uh, you know we got bored and played a game, and it just went awry, mom. Yeah, they don't really show what like exactly how they explain the murder spree at the end. You just get the idea. Okay, well a couple of the kids are going away, but or the kids going away. What happens to the kids? There's no full closure per se. Yeah, you don't really know exactly. The kids are going away, but they don't really say to where and what's going on. But spoiler alert, um, again, um, the movie is going to end and the kills are going to keep happening. Like the killings are going to keep happening because these children are not, since they do not have that thing that, you know, makes everyone click and say, hey, this is right and this is wrong. 
they're just gonna keep killing because it's the norm for them they're just like okay eat shit kill like that's what they do so it, it's uh i'm surprised there was an actual sequel but then again i am surprised there wasn't like in the ni- early 90s not obviously mid 90s because you know that that didn't work out well mid late 90s but yeah, this was a this was much, and I really am shocked that it's still available. Oh, uh, we watched it on Tubi. Tubi. Oh, Tubi. They got the craziest. It was put out on the Blu-ray by Arrow Video. This was originally I had seen this on the Arrow Video channel when that existed, and the Arrow Video channel I guess folded recently because I used to watch it through Apple TV, and it's gone now. Wow. But I see all those movies that were on there are now on Tubi. So I'm guessing they just folded into into Tubi because that movie we covered, Trapped Alive, and all that is on there now. So they must have just folded into Tubi. Well, thanks for joining us. Our rating. Oh, our rating. Yeah, I'm just I'm just already saying goodbye because I'm already I'm too traumatized from talking about this film. I give it a solid three knives. Yeah, I want to say three and a half for me. I really liked it. It was super creepy with the kids and. I just love the fact that the kids went full out. It wasn't any of this like giggling and like, oh, maybe I'm just an innocent kid that no, doesn't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm killing some people and I like it. Yep, I'm, I'm, that's how I'm getting my rocks off. I give it three knives, three guns, and three ropes. Three <laughs> yeah. jump ropes. I'll go along with that. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. And stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.